The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find where Welcome back to High Value Content Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day talking about how you can find and optimize your highest value content. Joining us for High Value Content Week is Marlon Glover, who is the content team lead at Search Metrics. And today, Marlon and I are going to talk about syndicating your high value content and the impact that has on SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Marlon Glover, content team lead at Search Metrics. Marlon, welcome back to High Value Content Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. Thanks again for having me. Glad to have you back. We've covered a lot of ground talking about how to find new high value content, whether it's worth spending time on existing high value content. And then yesterday we talked about some of the different ways that you can optimize your content to make sure you're getting the most out of it. We talked a lot about the SEO practices, way that you can optimize your content and some of the technical and the, the, you know, the words that you're putting on the page, making sure that they're giving Google the right signals. There's other signals that Google looks at in terms of page performance that are not just specifically SEO related. Talk to me about the value of driving traffic to your high value pages and, and what are some of the risks? Is this something you should be doing trying to get your best performing SEO pages? to show up in other channels? Yeah, Ben, it would be great if we could just search optimize our content and just wipe our hands and say we're done with it. But I think we all know as marketers, if you spend any time in, in digital marketing, that is incredibly important to get your content out through other channels. Those channels being things like social media, things like video um, outlets, email is one of the old traditional approaches. And quite frankly, I've been out of the loop because I have been so 
focused on on optimizing. So you as the podcast extraordinaire, I'd be interested to see sort of, um, you know, how you think about the value of syndicating content. Yeah, I'm happy to talk through some of the different ways that content syndication can happen, different channels you can use. Before we get there, I want to ask you one question. I want to talk a little bit about the value that content syndication can have on your actual SEO performance. Are there specific signals when you're looking at a page of content, whether it's the time on site or a specific type of users? What are some of the metrics that you look at that can be influenced by the non-SEO channels? I think what's interesting, and I've been using some tools recently to understand what engagement looks like outside of not just Google Analytics, obviously Google Analytics being one of the primary tools that we use to get a good idea of what the engagement of a particular piece of content looks like. Some of the things you mentioned, time on site, bounce rate, exit rate, those are sort of the standard metrics that we look at. But outside of that, even in helping us guide our content direction, I've used tools like Bustload, for example, to understand what types of content is shared most frequently. How long is that content if we're talking about written pieces? Some of the other analysis metrics that tools like Bussumo and other ones present really help me understand what content will be likely to perform from um, an engagement standpoint. And then obviously using some of the traditional metrics in Google Analytics, for example, to understand sort of how that content has performed that we've produced in the past. So you mentioned BuzzSumo. It's actually a tool I'm not familiar with. Just give me a, an understanding of what BuzzSumo is and, and what do you use it for? Yeah, sure. So BuzzSumo can um, help you analyze the performance of content across four primary social channels, those being Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, for example. And what it's essentially looking at is the frequency of times that a particular article has been shared. They can group those articles within specific sort of general topic areas. But what it's doing is crawling those social channels to understand if a term was mentioned, how often has that particular term or keyword been shared on those channels? And then it's pulling in all the other data around that piece of content, tweet or Facebook post, for example, and maybe the articles that are associated with that. Are they videos? Are they how-to articles? so on and so forth. So those are some of the things that, you know, when we're looking to supplement the data that we have in search metrics, along with engagement data, particularly things that could be trending in the news today, I'm looking at that to kind of, you know, create a bigger, a more full picture of what engagement could look like. And then from a syndication perspective, what channels may be most likely to help us in getting that content out to the masses. There's a million tools that can help you with this stuff. You learn something new every day. I'd never heard of BuzzSumo. I'm looking at it right now and it gives you a Facebook engagement score, number of Twitter shares, Pinterest, how many people are engaging on Reddit, and it's sort of a total engagement score. It looks like a really useful tool. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. 
Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Marlon, we mentioned earlier the, the various ways that you can syndicate content. You know, BuzzSumo being an example of ways that you can use social media. Are there any other channels that you've heard of to be effective for content syndication that can have an impact on SEO? Yeah, Ben, as I mentioned before, you being the, <laughs> the podcast extraordinaire, I'm sure you've experimented with some more innovative and newer channels. So we've had brief conversations about this, but I would like to toss that question back to you. What have you seen that, that we should be guiding our customers around? Oh, you're turning the tables on me. Okay, well, let me think about this. You know, when I'm thinking about content syndication, and I guess if the goal here is you're trying to optimize a piece of content for SEO performance, what you want to avoid is sharing the content to audiences that are not going to be engaged. And so obviously, there's a million different ways that you can get a piece of content out into the universe. You could throw it on a Facebook ad, right? And you could buy content visibility. You can buy some engagement to some level. Twitter and and all the other advertising channels, you could use any sort of PPC channel and just buy an audience. Now, the risk with that, if you don't actually know who you're targeting, is you might be reaching people that are not going to have great time on site that are likely to bounce. And so if you're thinking about it from an SEO optimization standpoint, there's risk when you're going to paid channels, reaching audiences that you think are targeted, but that you haven't actually vetted. So if you're just thinking about content syndication from a pure, how do I drive more targeted visibility and engagement of this page so it goes up the rankings. I would probably suggest that you start with people that are the farthest down your funnel. Um, if you have an email list, right, sending a piece of content through email to people that you know that are engaged. It's something that we do a lot here at Search Metrics is when we have an important piece of podcast content, if we're doing a weekly series like High Value Content Week, or if Google announces an algorithm update and we really want to share our thoughts with our community, we'll send out a dedicated email to people that are the most likely to engage with the content, to stick on the page, that are going to make all of the metrics that we care about, you know, perform, right? To make the page perform and make all the metrics that we care about sparkle. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an email list that is sizable or you send a lot of emails and you don't feel like it's appropriate for you to send too many, there are other channels that you can reach out to. You know, I always start with people that are farthest down in our funnel that you already have access to. But I would also suggest if you don't know them, you know, start with other communities as opposed to just randomly 
targeting people that you think are going to be interested in your content through social media or performance marketing? That's great, Ben. Quick question. Um, can I have an example? Would you be able to share an example of a community? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that a good example of a community, if we're taking SEO as an example, something that we probably should be doing here on the Voices of Search podcast, we're a relatively small team, so we haven't got to this, but, you know, reaching out to the Reddit SEO community, you know, there are other forums, there are other blogs and other podcasts. And so engaging with them and trying to build relationships with the other content publishers that we feel like are very closely tied to some of the things that we're doing. Quora, right? Answering the questions that are specifically related to SEO. And you can, you know, build in some backlinking value there by, you know, sort of posting your pages and answering other people's questions. So when I talk about community, it's the people that are already creating content or engaging, whether it's, you know, in user-generated communities forums, other content producers, that's probably the next best thing after you've reached out to the people that you already have relationships with, the people that are sort of already within your walled garden, trying to expand to other communities. And then, you know, if you really don't have access to that, or you don't feel like you have credibility, you can't build those relationships. That's when I'm starting to think about performance marketing, right? I'm starting to reach out on Facebook and Twitter and some of the other channels where I'm buying the traffic. And again, you know, I, I I get a little hesitant mostly for SEO trying to buy traffic because using the the Facebooks of the world and the Googles of the world to try to advertise a piece of content, even the native networks, you really have to be honed in with your targeting. So I'm either going to take a like audience off of people that I know are going to convert. That would be my first goal as opposed to just trying to put in a bunch of variables that I think are going to, you know, be relevant to the piece of content that I'm promoting. I'd rather use replicas of examples of people that I know have converted than try to guess what variables drove them to convert. Does that make sense? That makes a ton of sense. I think to, to summarize what you said, it really comes down to sort of the same things that we look for when we're deciding to write content and um, who our audience is, who our customers are, who our perspective or ideal perspective customers are, and not only writing content for those individuals, but reaching those folks where they tend to gravitate towards uh, where they look to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think that you bring up a really important point that when you're doing your user research, when you're doing your keyword research, when you're talking to your community, the learnings that you're going to get by going through that process are not only going to help you develop your content, but it's going to help you understand where it should be syndicated. This goes outside of just content optimization, but more into a general marketing best practice. Like If you are regularly talking to your customers, they will not only tell you what to write, they will tell you where they want to consume the content. Mm -hmm. And so that's a conversation that you can always ask right you can if you have a direct line of conversation with your customers ask them what pieces of content ask them how often they want to be emailed what's the format where else do they look for seo content so when we talk to people that are search metrics leads and prospects you know we ask them how do they want to consume content around seo what are some of the places they look and we've a pretty good understanding of not only the events they attend some of the publications that they look at. And it's one of the reasons why we started to build the Voices of Search podcast was people felt like it was hard to find easily digestible content 
from SEO experts, right? The blog posts are very dense and very heavy or they're not sophisticated enough. And that was one of the reasons why we started this podcast series is we went and we talked to some of our customers. It's really interesting. And one question that I sort of lost over earlier, Ben, is the risk, the risk of syndication. And it sounds to me as if, you know, by not doing this, cost of not doing this, this is we drive folks to our content that may not have the best experience with our content. It may not see our content as relevant for them, which can impact our engagement metrics overall, you know, causing higher bounce rates, higher exit rates, lower time on site, etc., sending negative signals to Google. Yeah, I think that's a great point. There is risk when you're doing content syndication that could have a negative impact on your content's SEO performance. And, you know, performance marketing channels and email marketing channels, even, you know, things like webinars and middle of the funnel activity, white papers, those take time to cultivate as well. In the same way that your content strategy does, you don't launch one piece of content and then initially rank. And even though you can see value from performance marketing on day one, you know, you pay a dollar, hopefully you get more than a dollar back. But cultivating the audience and building the targeting and so you can create the like audiences that give enough data to the Facebooks and the Googles of the world or whatever performance marketing channel you're going to use, it takes time, it takes budget, it takes effort to build up those communities. So you might want to make sure that you have an audience that's been cultivated that is efficient before you start promoting your really high value content. That's a very important call out, Marlon. Yeah. Okay. Lots of things to think about. Content syndication is a you know a medium that's near and dear to my heart, moves a little away from SEO. But I think it's important to remember that as you are working to create your content, you can also work with the rest of your marketing team to make sure you're maximizing the value of your content. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marlon Glover, content team lead at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Marlon, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Marlon underscore Glover. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to be a guest on this show, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back tomorrow morning to wrap up High Value Content Week by talking about content evaluation. Okay. 
That's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 